0: can grow yourself and grow your marriage. Chris and John are here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. What is that? I it, Switch it up. My podcast yeah, yeah. this time because, you know, you got to switch it up after a bunch of episodes. and it's morning and i'm trying to get myself alive
1: by doing weird things okay and this is chapter seven of the book club triggers series we had a realization that there's 30 chapters and it's gonna take us a long time to get through this if we keep doing just a chapter a week so i don't know what we're gonna do yet but yes we're gonna switch it up we
0: change things in real time so much on them i feel like I feel like some people who are very type A that listen to us are going to be like, I can't, I just can't anymore with these people because they say they're going to do this and then they don't do it. And well, we We do what we say. We have four kids are. life's crazy.
1: No, honestly, sometimes we don't get to talk about it lately because Chris is dealing with all the snowstorm, snowstorm stuff. We don't get to talk about the podcast till we're right here talking about it.
0: It's true. And now we have to do it in the morning because we've tried, guys, we've tried this episode Like six separate times between um, just solo, between uh, doing it together the other day. And if you guys are like, you know what? I'd love to start a podcast and I have a million kids too. Just just quick tip. Quick tip. (laughs) Always, always record when the children are gone or sleeping.
1: Well, look, especially us moms, we know if your kids are chilling and they're playing and they're being quiet and good and not bothering you, the second you try to go do something, they figure out you're missing and they need Mm. to come tell you to wipe their butt or get them a snack or Mm. somebody hit them or something. And ironically, that's what happened to me. So I was trying to record this last night by myself because Chris literally, Chris, how many phone calls did you have to make for work yesterday?
0: I had 107 phone calls. Yes. So (laughs) I just thought it would be interesting to go back to my log and check. So yes, 107. I mean, literally
1: dude didn't put the phone down because he's doing snow stuff. And if you are around right now, it's Snow everywhere. Snow so, everywhere. I was like, I'm just going to get this done by myself because we do do what we say. And I we told the people we'd give them this episode.
0: Oh, we still get our episodes up. Yes. But we're just wishy-washy on how,
1: how we, we well, do Well, this it. is our first book club, <laughs> Chris. Give us some grace. This is also our first
0: podcast, guys.
1: And our first podcast. Yeah. We're still Together. first-time parents, first-time podcasters. Yeah. yeah we're rookies. <laughs> Anyways, I was trying to record it by myself. And you're going to hear the irony and what the trigger today was. And I just got to be honest. I would failed. I didn't handle it well. I was miserably. tired, miserably. I'm kidding.
0: I was outside. I, I was trying.
1: I failed. Our our girls were fighting and interrupting me. Woke the baby up, and uh, it had been a long day. And I need I need to remind myself of this chapter today. So, China what lost are we talking? Her marbles. I did. I lost it. I I didn't. I. You know, it took me quite a few times before I did lose it, though. So this trigger is one of my biggest ones, personally.
0: Mm, This is a big one for all of us. For many of us, if you have have children instead of child, you have experienced this, too. And the trigger is sibling
1: rivalry. Rivalry. So not everybody knows. They should know. Never mind. I'm going to define it anyways. Rivalry is a competition for the same objective toys or for superiority in the Mm. same field the house parenting attention Mm. yes I thought that was interesting because at first when I when I first started talking about this when I recorded it six other times I was talking just all about like fighting and stuff but it's really the competition between them to get our attention and to be the superior sibling and I think Lola fights the most for that
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I think our kids are different in all different ways. So you listening to this, you can probably think of your kids and how they're dominant in one area or how they're passive in another, and really just look at kind of how they function in your household. And you'll be able to see very clearly if you stop and focus, like, oh, needs aren't being fulfilled here. You know, he or she is freaking out because of this. And actually, I had a story the other day where I was playing a game with the girls, and then they had absolute meltdown at the end of the game. Lindley's four. Yeah, Lindley's she, four. she's four. And she just started throwing everything all over the place and flailing her arms like a crazy person. And I was like, what is happening? And I picked her up and I removed her from the situation. I took her to her room, let her calm down. Uh, and then I went in there. I was like, hey, I'm listening to you. I hear you. I am listening to you. And she's just like, you didn't understand me. And she's arching her back and freaking out. You didn't Sounds understand like me. You didn't <laughs> understand me. And I was like, okay, tell me, tell me, tell me. And come to find out, like she was just totally misinterpreting what was happening, and because of that, she felt like I, uh, she felt like her sisters were overshadowing what she was saying, and she felt like... Well, and she thought she
1: was losing. She's competitive. They were playing Zingo. It's like Bingo, but yes, with Z. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> so she won the game, and after you win the game, you can't re-win the game during the same game, <laughs> right? Because it's, once you get Bingo, one of the girls are up. One of the girls are up no
1: walking around
0: you're not serious
1: that's a ghost on the monitor oh
0: no this this would be the seventh time we've been interrupted and we woke up so early and we were we were literally rubbing our eyes like no we don't want to do this but here we are and if the kids are up we're about to flip out which is totally against everything that we read in this book
1: and we're back. And we're back. It's almost like we're not supposed to do this episode at this point. Yeah, really. Our kids never wake up this early anymore. Yeah, it's frustrating. She said she had a bad dream.
0: Well, here we are. Okay, so anyway, in this chapter, Amber talks about five ways for us to handle... Siblings. You're looking at me like I shouldn't be saying this.
1: Well, I'm just wondering, did you wrap up the Lindley story and why that was relevant? I think
0: I think I pretty much wrapped it up. I was just... I was just saying, like, to be able to stop and talk to her and help her and help her, like, really just fulfill the need she was after. Who's up? The baby. The
1: baby's up? (sighs) What is happening? I don't know. Okay. So So that's actually something that Amber, the author of this chapter, talks about, which is reframing. Sibling rivalry in the competition as an opportunity. And what I was thinking about, actually, I said it yesterday when I recorded by myself a hundred times, is it's actually kind of a beautiful thing for our kids to have siblings because they're getting to practice healthy and non healthy relationship <laughs> techniques. And like we're getting to help nurture them and teach them that because I don't know if y'all are paying attention, but there's a lot of unhealthy relationships in the world right now.
0: Yes. And there's a lot of unhealthy ways to deal with things. And there's a lot of, and there's a lot of entitlement and so, so many. uh, I mean, I always, I always kind of point back to this. I think about, I think about just how mentally, emotionally and physically weak we are compared Mm. to past generations. And you got to wonder where that comes from. You know, you look back at, you look back at people, uh, you know, just a couple of a couple of, um, uh, I guess, a century or so ago, and they talk about how whenever they were in trouble, it would be the belt or the switch or whatever. You know, and I'm not condoning those things, but what I'm saying is, like, things were just handled differently back then. People were, people were, people were just much stronger. They had to deal with much more adversity. Um, and here we are getting upset about our feelings. I mean, all the time.
1: We're literally talking about gentle biblical parenting, and you're
0: suggesting—oh no, I'm not condoning that. That things. was what made them just strong. Saying, well, no, I'm okay. So, I wonder, I wonder how some of the older generations look at us now. Oh gosh, I think about I think about seventeen to, well, I guess like nineteen year olds who storm Normandy Beach. And then I think about myself. I'm I'm 30. Do I even have close to the kahunas to storm Normandy Beach?
1: No, people won't even storm Kroger.
0: Running towards death. They're afraid of getting sick. Without a mask, yeah.
1: I mean, (laughs) it's true. It's true. It's true. Like, if you actually think of the insanity of what's going on right now, almost a year in and, like, back in the day, people were living, yeah, like, no, you know, I'm not going to go into all that, but – I think part of it is the coddly nature of parents putting their kids first. And I think this ties in because uh, Amber talks about letting our children, I don't know if she says conflict resolution. That's what Chris and I always scream whenever we let the kids duke it out. But she said she's letting your kids learn how to deal with conflict with each other rather than always jumping in and handling it. Because as a parent, of course, like we don't want to see our kid getting beat up or bullied or argued with or upset, and we don't want to see our other kid being the bully or the aggressor. So, as a parent, it's natural that we want to jump in and just stop it in the moment.
0: And if your kids are close enough in age, it's kind of fun to see who's going to win the fight because it's not. Okay, it's Chris, not, this is not isn't always just ch- chicken one. fighting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, ooh,
0: dang, that was a nice jab.
1: Stop, Chris. No, <laughs> when there's physical. Harm or actual bullying, we do step in. But my point is, if we just jump in for every single thing they're doing and don't let them figure out how to handle it, they're never gonna. Then they're not gonna learn. And I don't know about you guys, but I still have a hard time dealing with conflict. I don't like it, and it makes me really uncomfortable. And I'd say a lot of us are that way. I
0: welcome it you're stupid (laughs) i'm kidding
1: and then in the same breath i feel like where do you draw the line because then you jump in and you handle all their little fights do you jump in and do their homework or jump in and do other things for them that's what i'm saying dude i I feel like my whole point in saying this is i feel like that is where a lot of the this upcoming generation even i mean even we are technically millennials millennials and the softness comes from is not having to handle things on their own.
0: Yes, I think it comes down to temporary solutions. Yes, that's everything it. we're doing is we're solving temporary solutions. We've done episodes in the past where uh, I've kind of pushed back on on different parenting ex- experts, like, "Hey, but you know, yes, I am a little more dominant than John and all these different ways." And they just mentioned, like, "Yeah, but those are temporary solutions. When, when when we spank, when we lash out, when we make those decisions, it's temporary. So if if I'm doing my kids' homework because I don't want them to fail." a temporary solution they're not learning what they need to learn right. like they are now dependent on somebody else to think for them kind of like the media whoa, does for us i was gonna say whoa right yeah i think you figured it out right so so if we are jumping into every single little fight on a sibling rivalry front it becomes the same problem we're temporarily solving these things we're not giving them a chance to resolve conflict
1: that's good so what can we do Chris? what can we do Jonah? Amber gives us five handy steps here to handle it because as usual, you think, oh, how do you fix my kids from fighting? Because it is so frustrating and it makes you feel like you're doing something wrong to see your kids being little jerks, (laughs) but you got to work on yourself and how you handle it. And like I said last night, I did not handle it like this. So number one.
0: Step number one is uh, what I did with Lindley is separate or intervene to calm them down.
1: I think you handled Lindley really well because you didn't throw her in a room and tell you in timeout. You put her in a room and said, like, you gotta calm down. And then you waited and went.
0: I, to did, I did pick her up with force because I was frustrated.
1: Well, that's not what you're supposed to do.
0: Yeah, you're not supposed to, but I did. And then I just kind of dropped her in her bed and walked out. Okay. And and then when and, and then when I came back, I was like, Okay, I'm sorry. I was just upset.
1: I was trying to make the point that you handled it well.
0: No, I I started to handle it well. And then
1: so you started to handle it not well. Well,
0: my intentions to separate her were good.
1: <laughs> we're working <laughs> but on this. I was
0: frustrated because she was throwing the chips everywhere and right. she was flailing her arms and tripping. And I mean, I wasn't like, you know, super whatever, but I did pick her up and I did separate her from the situation.
1: Number two, listen and investigate I think as parents, we can be super guilty of just assuming we know what happened and even putting the wrong child, punishing the wrong child or making them feel unheard. Like we talked about Lindley, I know I'm guilty of just assuming I know who is the culprit because we have some, depending on what actually happened, it's pretty easy for us to guess who did it. But in times of jumping in and just doing that, again, they don't feel heard and to be guilty and punish the wrong kid. I mean.
0: Well, yeah, we do it a lot because our, well, is she our middle out of four, Lindley?
1: Lindley and Lena are technically okay. both middle.
0: So Lindley, our second oldest, she loses control a ton. So whenever we hear loss of control or immediate tears without screaming before that, that would be Lindley. She silently loses control and she pinches or hits or does something. Lola will scream at the top oh, of her gosh. lungs and then you'll hear a big smack. Um and you're like oh that was Lola you know and then Lena just every thought that goes through her mind is evil. Stop. <laughs> she's evil. She what needs, do we talk about Jesus. speaking
1: stuff over our children? You gotta quit saying that. I'm not that. telling
0: her she's evil. I, yes, you do.
1: You tell her she's crazy. Okay, she is really, really crazy. And I she's do. Too. I do have
0: to work on that. She's too. Yeah, but she like guys. You don't understand. Every thought that goes through her head is like. The polar well, opposite. Wrong thought.
1: What do we talk about? She's trying to meet a need. She's mm-hmm. trying to compete with the attention of three other siblings.
0: She is like a master at messing being bad. things up. <laughs> she's she's like she thinks about. I'm just You're her,
1: resting it all up today. I'm just on a little. She's rant not here. bad. She's got bad behavior. <laughs> she has
0: bad behavior, and she's just so professional at figuring out how to make the wrong decision.
1: Like, like I tried to let her help me cook last helpful. night and because I was letting Lola starting to teach her how to help me do some things and Lindley actually. so Lena pulls a chair up, which is her favorite thing to do is to pull a chair up to the counters and mm-hmm. the cabinets. It drives me nuts and she's asking help, and I'm telling her, yeah, hold on, I'll help you do it in just a second. No, no no, 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 that's not that's not good. She we wants to wait. do it when she wants to do it. I turn around, she's dumping tablespoons of salt. She's dumping tablespoons of.
0: I should turn my phone down, huh?
1: She's dumping tablespoons of salt into the minced garlic jar, then starts pouring that into the homemade sauce that I had already made. I'm just like, dude, your helping is not helping. Nope. But what is she trying to do? She's trying to meet a need. She's trying to be a help. She's trying to get attention. And kids, if they don't get your attention in a positive way, they will figure out a way. And she doesn't even give us a chance to give her attention before mm-hmm. she does nope. something negative to get it.
0: It's true. And, yeah, I think this is very age appropriate. So, for like Lola and Lindley or, or – Who are five and four. Yeah, or, yeah, kids of yours that are that age, we have to understand, which is number two, which is listening and investigating and really figuring out like, okay uh, – what? No, no, three, sorry. Asking questions about their feelings. Like, okay, like, why – like, look.
1: We didn't say that one yet.
0: I am saying number three right oh. now. So I, I ask questions about their feelings would be step number three. So oftentimes when I'm at my best, I'm like, okay, I understand she made you mad. I understand this. Validate right? I, them. I understand this. I'm trying to validate. And then I'm asking questions like, okay, but John asks this a lot. She says, is there a better way? What, you know, could we handle that better?
1: Which I think is good because it helps them come to a conclusion. It helps them think out loud of – okay, yeah, I probably shouldn't have smacked my sister too because she made me mad. I could have handled it this way. Or I probably shouldn't have screamed at her because she took my toy. I could have said, you know, like Lola, especially being the oldest, I always give her the pep talk of, hey, you're the big sister. I need you to set the example. Let's show them how how the right way to handle it is if somebody takes a toy. So, I'll have her maybe go and say, "Hey, I was playing with that. Could you maybe play with something else? or even as far as going and getting another toy of the same, you know, like if it's a Barbie or something, going and getting another Barbie and offering a trade, which doesn't always work because Lena, the two year old will probably just she just likes to aggravate, but sometimes it does work. and so we're teaching them long term solutions. What I think is important about asking questions about their feelings is, again, and I, I feel like I see this every episode lately, Remembering that they are human beings, not just little children robots that we're supposed to force to be obedient. But they're human beings who have feelings, and they're just not mature enough to communicate their feelings. And I'm sorry, but I have feelings, and I'm 32, and I lash out, and mm-hmm. I cry, yeah. and I sometimes don't know why. So imagine how much harder. And sure. neither do I. I'm ignoring you. <laughs> um, imagine how much harder it is for somebody who's only been here five years or two years or four years, whatever to really regulate their little emotions.
0: Yeah. And then when it goes back to that game that we were playing the uh, the other night when Lindy was finally in her bed, I separated her and I was like, Hey, I'm listening to you. Like, what happened? Why Why were you freaking out so much? After she was playing on her back and saying, you don't understand me, you don't understand me. But like, then I really dug into it, and I realized like she felt like she was being overshadowed. She felt like she wasn't being heard. She felt like she lost her turn, like we didn't care, all that stuff. And then, and then she was able to calm down
1: and understand. You know what's funny about her, too, is she thought that she was losing the game after she had known she just won. So what's really interesting about her competitive nature is every time we She's played hilarious. Zingo – once she wins, she won't play another round.
0: Yep. She wants to end on a win. It's so it's, funny. It's brilliant.
1: It's like, I mean, it reminds me of you. I remember shooting basketball, shooting basketball, shooting <laughs> basketball with you once and you like, you can't leave till you end on a.
0: You can't leave a court until you end on a swoosh.
1: Yeah. So it's like Lindley won't stop playing until she wins. And once she wins, she's like, all right, I'm good. I'll just watch the game now. Even if she wins the first round, she'll watch the next four. It's funny.
0: Yeah, it is funny.
1: All right. so. We've done one. We've done three so far. Separate them or intervene to calm them down. Listen and investigate. Ask questions about their feelings. Number four.
0: Use natural consequences and show
1: empathy. Oh, Chris, empathy. What does that mean?
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm, I'm just not an empathetic person. I'm working on it. I'm trying. I think a lot of selfishness has been destroyed in me, but then maybe that's the selfish part of me that hasn't because for some reason... Like when I see the kids crying, like when John sees the kids crying, I think she lives in the moment with them and feels what they're feeling. When I see the kids crying, I'm like, they'll be fine in like an hour. (laughs) Like literally, I I look at their face and I'm like, I'm not going to let myself get really tied into these emotions because I know they'll be playing and laughing in like 30 minutes.
1: Okay. So what about you keep doing that? And then when they're teenagers and they're crying over something like... A, a boyfriend or something. You're like, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Unfortunately. When are they ever going to come to you? I'll be that dad.
0: No, you can't. If don't, I don't change.
1: <laughs> you don't change. Don't don't claim it, Chris. Okay, so this is just helping them to learn by doing. Again, it just goes back to the same. If we intervene and fix it for them and don't talk about it with them and let them. So that's why sometimes it's funny. I've gotten the side eye from People before, especially like a parent or something, whenever the girls have been fighting and they're kind of looking at you and they're like, Are you gonna, are you gonna, their, your kids are fighting? Are you gonna handle that? And I, me and Chris are like, Nah, conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, older generation, I think, is like, What the yeah. heck? Fix Natural it. Natural
0: consequences.
1: Well, like, but you know what? They're so into like the show of parenting. Like, you shouldn't let your kids behave that way. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like the older generation is very much so like, pretend that you guys got it all together and we don't we're just i mean we don't but again as long as they're not physically harming each other or like some extreme bullying that the natural consequences weigh themselves out i can't tell you how many times it's happened where one of them's been bullying and then i mean this was physical the little one hit them and i'm like If I was a kid, I would hit you too, acting like that.
0: Right. But then some of the natural consequences are when that karmatic bug just jumps out. Yeah, ca- and we don't believe in karma. We don't Chris. believe in karma, but it is funny how it happens. I think God's a character, he does this on purpose. Because what'll happen is something will happen where like one will scream at the other and they'll just turn around and run to a wall. <laughs> I'm just like,
1: yes! like I guess we should there's <laughs> your natural consequence. Oh, I do show empathy though, because I am just a naturally empathetic person and I, do I think that Again, like we've talked about before, what's upsetting to them relative to their little lives is, is the same kind of upsetting to us as what's going on in the world right now. Because, I mean, they got it good. So these little things, these little fights, these little annoyances in their lives, like that's really truly is upsetting to them. So I try to empathize and let them know I'm not perfect at it, but let them know that they are they are heard. And I think it helps. Yeah number five
0: number five the final step here is forgive and move on i think that it's really important for us to model this so if the kids see us get upset with one of the other kids we try to you know kind of publicly um like for instance the the other day i i was already stressed out like things were amplified in the household and i think i like lashed out and screamed at lola because she was you know just really stressing john out and i'm like hearing it in the background i finally go down and I just blow up right and then when i went to her to like just kind of be like hey why why were you freaking out type of thing before i started that process i was like hey sorry i shouldn't have yelled at you like that not not being soft and rolling over but being like okay I'm sorry, I shouldn't have yelled at you like that. Will you forgive me? And just kind of teaching them to understand like, hey, like us parents ask for forgiveness too. Well, admitting
1: when we're wrong is important because I think that if the parents never modeled that, how do the kids learn how to be humble and put their and admit when they're wrong and apologize and just be good human beings.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then the Bible from a biblical perspective, the Bible talks about like keeping no record of wrongs, right? Love does not keep record of wrongs. And so kind of you hear teaching that, our kids that. Well, te- teaching our kids that and helping them understand like, you know what? Jesus forgives us every time we ask. Like every time we genuinely humbly ask for forgiveness, like, we get that forgiveness. So why are we not able to give each other forgiveness? Because we can be upset about something and just mope all day long about it. But it feels so much better to forgive and kind of lay our pride down and be like, okay, you're sorry. I forgive you. We're good. And the girls are catching on to that.
1: They actually are. The other day, the, two, the two-year-old the two and four-year-old fought about something. They're only 15 months apart, so they probably fight the most. Uh, they fought about something. And I was really proud of them because – Lindley apologized to Lena and she goes, she's the two-year-old. She goes, I forgive you. And when and she said, hug and like hugged mm-hmm. her and Lindley wasn't really quite ready for a hug, but <laughs> I thought it was, I was proud in that moment because yeah. I think that we need to remember too, that our kids see what we do and are going to mimic that far more than just what we tell them. Yes. And so
0: actions speak louder than words. They really
1: th- do. They really do. So whenever, you know, if they see us handling conflict in those ways, they're going to mimic that, which I mean we don't really we don't really
0: We don't argue fight in that, front right. of them. We fought a lot more when they were little and didn't understand. Um and yeah, now it's just kind of one of those things where we don't fight in front of them.
1: I mean, we just don't really fight, but if we do, I think and I mean we do bicker sometimes in front of them, and if we do, we, I think we let them know. enough
0: in the beginning of our marriage to give us a little bit of like, maybe like a four year break or something.
1: No, it's because we're actually working on our marriage.
0: (laughs) We are, we are working on it, but yeah, we, we try and resolve those things. So if I feel undermined or something happens, like we'll kind of give each other the look and we'll talk about it later on. uh, And, and dive into every element of it. And I think, I think they see that we respect each other. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully they understand like, Hey, we're supposed to respect our family. Cause I mean, an, Another point, it it's, it's very easy for us to disrespect the people we love the most.
1: Well, yeah, because you know they're not going anywhere, or at least immediately.
0: You think that, right?
1: You think that, yeah. Right. It's true. It's true. So, that leads me to the last thing I kind of want to talk about here, because I feel like we have not actually talked about the biblical part of it. We just gave some tips, which are biblically based. But yes. um, something that Amber talks about is having family values and based around the Bible and one of their biggest family values is being peacemakers. And I mean, look around the world right now, we need more peacemakers. And so they base that around the chapter Romans 12, where it talks about repaying nobody evil for evil. And I think that, I think Amber's kids are a little bit older and that's kind of scripture that they quote in their home and try to remind each other about being peacemakers. And she talks about being you know, peacemaker parents make peacemaker kids. Again, that idea of them doing as we do, not just as we say, but important. An important point that I want to bring up there is, she talks about not using scripture as a hammer and to shame them and beat them into submission, basically. But that we should use scripture with our children as a tool for um, offering hope and and just using it in more of a loving and positive way. And I think that if you look at anybody who has left the faith, if they grew up in a Christian home or has rebelled or gone through like a rebellious phase, I bet you a lot of them were beaten with the Bible, basically like given it as just harsh instruction and rules to live by and not the grace and the love that
0: or hypocrisy or I was going to, that's what I was going to say.
1: But I think that kind of leads to hypocrisy because your parents aren't perfect either. So if they beat you over the head with the Bible and use it as a tool for shame and all the legalities of it and don't show the grace, and then you grow up to realize that they're not perfect either and that they didn't abide by those things all the time and they didn't ask for forgiveness to you. So you saw this hypocrisy. Yes, I think that, that those are some reasons why you would see a lot of people leave the faith. And I mean, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're a Christian and you're wanting to raise your kids biblically... I don't think you want them to leave the face. So this is, I think, a really important point. Yes,
0: yes, definitely. And at the root of being a peacemaker, I think it comes down to laying your pride down, to teaching our kids not to be prideful, te- teaching and, and modeling that for them, because it's very easy for us to just hang on to pride. And I think that if you are super prideful or if we are super prideful, we're not able to make peace. And that's a really Pot, a really important piece of the puzzle
1: here. And ultimately, what do you win? What do you really win if you get to be the winner in your house and you don't put your pride, to, like you don't get peace? No. So I think thinking about the natural consequences there for ourselves and modeling that is super important.
0: Yes. Speaking of natural consequences, we have natural crying babies and nah. children getting up early when they went to bed late last night. And pray for us.
1: <laughs> pray for us because the rivalry, the games are about to be on
0: It is. I think
1: we're gonna do it because we admitted all our faults here and how we have not been handling it because we've been stressed, because we've been tired, because you've been eating Cheerios.
0: oh I'm just gonna hide in my office. You no, no,
1: (laughs) no, no. All right, you got anything? That's it. All right. Thanks so much for listening to the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage Book Club series. Don't forget that you can read along with us. There's still time to get the book, and the link is in the show notes. It's called Triggers Exchanging Our Angry Responses for Biblical Ones. I'm pretty sure that's, I'm paraphrasing. But if this episode on sibling rivalry brought you value, please go ahead and share it. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. Oh, and since we have to record early in the morning again, if you want to buy us a coffee buymeacoffee.com slash G-Y-G-Y-M. Thanks, guys.